This is Stephen A. Hartz, and you're listening to the Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 178 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, first, before I go any further, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by our Patreon campaign supporters. Thanks to all of you for your support. Beginning January 2019, as a thank you, Patreon supporters will have exclusive initial access to a bonus video conversation with our guests. Even donating a dollar an episode goes a long way. For more information on our Patreon campaign and or if you'd like to donate to help keep the show going, please visit amyj21.com slash Patreon. It is Black History Month this week, and I am stoked, as always, to bring you guys an amazing dream chaser in honor of that. And he is a former guest, a past guest, a friend of the show, a friend of mine, and couldn't think of anyone better to bring back to kick off Black History Month with, and his name is Stephen A. Hart. He is the chief creative officer of Isles Media, LLC. His creations include Brand U Academy and Trailblazers FM. He's also a dynamic speaker on the topics of personal branding, entrepreneurship, and podcasting. His mission is to guide 10,000 people through creating an amazing personal brand over the next five years. If you guys don't remember, he was on the show back on episode 56 when we were still in double digits. Uh, That was about August 2016 that we aired that episode. And, you know, we've been fast friends since. And I've been so impressed to see how much he has grown, not just himself, his brand, but the podcast and the impact he has had on a number of people has never been more apparent and has been awesome to see. And I can't wait to share with you guys his growth. And so check it out. Hey, Stephen, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. So excited. Do you realize how long it's been? Too long. (laughs) (laughs) It's been been two years. I was starting to get nervous that Amy didn't want me back on the podcast. Hey, hey, I was (laughs) spreading the love and introducing my people to other podcasters and dreamers. And I thought, you know, though, um, 2019, I thought it was time to see how everyone was doing. You know, it's Mm. been a while. It's been a minute. And, you know, we hear about people chasing their dreams. I'm wondering, are you guys still chasing? Still chasing, Amy. Still, still pushing, still, still reaching for that star, still rising above and going way beyond to keep blazing that trail. What's interesting about your story, and I know that these guys don't know just yet, is your dream has hmm, evolved. <laughs> that's is that, right. Is that that's the right way? That's that's a good description, I think. But let's let's rewind it back for anybody who hasn't isn't familiar for whatever reason. With your previous episode, you were on episode 56, 
So, wow. guys, that's um, we'll have a link to the old episode on the show notes page. You can find it there. And you know, back then you were you were a wee little podcaster, just little green behind the air. Yeah, little green. Um, <laughs> what? It was about August 2016. So August 2016, like, I was four months into podcasting. Yeah, at, I think it was like 25 episodes in. or something you did. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, sounds something, about right. something, something low, which isn't a bad thing. But I caught right. you just as you were kind of starting off on this dream chase, right? And you were talking about systems and processes and giving advice to the peoples about what works for you at the time things like evernote asana mm-hmm. and you know having these still a believer <laughs> still a belie- and just tools that helped you in your journey to kind of get that way and kind of help people and i guess the question is two and a half years later uh do you still feel that those were helpful they absolutely were without a question i still use evernote on a mm-hmm. day-to-day basis uh still needing to have that level of organization even more so now with other things that i've added to the plates mm-hmm. and tools like asana are are great complements to that i think the two work well together uh, i'd love to see the integration in asana to bring in an evernote document that'd be great i need those systems in place to to be able to function as you know uh I still work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. I, I still have the commitments to a, a traveling wife, uh, you know, full time. Uh, we both work full time jobs and uh, and we have two young kids. We have an eight year old and a four year old. So there there is a full time job. There's a full time home life. There's a podcast. And then there's me being a Jamaican and, and adding two more jobs to that. Yeah. Well, okay. So back then you were just juggling two things, really, right? Family, podcast, well, three things, a day job. You were juggling them and, you know, deservedly so everyone was getting the attention they needed, right? Your family's still thriving. Your your beautiful family. They're awesome. I love them. And to this day, you're still giving them that attention, which is amazing to me. Not, not in a bad way, not in a, I can't believe it kind of way, but you are busy, but you make time. For family and you, I'm not going to say make time for yourself because I'm not sure you do necessarily, but you do make time. I think I do. Do you make time for your mental health? I do. I do. And there there are definitely seasons, Amy, where May of last year, it's a great example of that. Uh, I had all these plans for a grand summer of programming, actually planned to launch my first entrepreneurship series Mm -hmm. last May. And I got to the beginning of May. And I walked right into a wall, a wall that would not allow me to get past. Wow. I could not get anything out. And uh, a couple of days went by, a week went by, and I, I actually voiced to my community that I was hitting a wall and I needed to take a break. And several of my listeners reached out and was like, hey, stop, take a break. A lot of podcasters really? do in the summer. Uh-huh. And I paused. I had a whole series recorded that I essentially just iced at that point and published it into September and did something out of the ordinary I'd never done before and experimented with a summer series that allowed past guests to come on and just record and independent of an interview. And it gave me a break. 
and people really enjoyed it. I was going to ask. So okay. Now it's going to become our summer masterclass series. That is and amazing. So this came out of, of me hitting a wall. Do you me think just, that you would have come up with that if you hadn't hit the no, wall? No, not at all. You not at have all. Given but up that control. Not to say I wouldn't have given up the control, but that happened in the, in 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 God's design. I can't yeah. take credit for that, yeah. right? I, I think that I was smart enough to listen to my body. And so I'll push. I'll push real hard. There are seasons where, you know, I'll I'll go real hard, but there are also seasons where I break. And to your earlier points, yeah. priority one is not any kind of job or podcast. Priority one is to my wife and my kids. Yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, when I'm in a rocking chair 30 years old from now, these two kids are going to be taking care of me. I want to make sure that they actually <laughs> like the guy they are taking care of. Right. So right. they're my priorities uh, and, and my wife. Uh, and as long as they're happy, then I get a chance and an opportunity to pursue these, these passions of mine yeah. at night while I sleep like we are right now. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Someone had, um, I sent I sent a new year, a yearly letter, an annual letter to my family and my friends. It's not yes. really a public thing. It's to, to those I know. And one of my friends had reached out. I was like, how do you have time to do all of the things you're doing? And I was like, how do I not? Right. I, I just it was interesting because for me, it was like, I mean, I make time. I love it. I love having fun. See, that's a key point right there. Yeah. Not so to get lost. For you. you make you make time. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people say, well, I don't have time. The truth is we all have the time. Right. Oprah gets 24 hours just like us. Yeah. Right. Warren Buffett, like all the people who are truly successful, they, they he- achieve and use eight hours it, just like we do and actually find time to read, find time to right. pursue other ventures. What I've realized is is it all comes down to how we prioritize the time that we do have and where we put energy into to being efficient and effective with the time that we do have. So right now, I, I, I sat with a work group earlier today and they're, they're talking about TV shows. I don't watch TV. I don't have time to watch TV. People so that find part that hasn't changed, guys. In two, and a, in two years and a quarter, that hasn't changed for him. I don't watch TV. My wife will be like, come and watch this show. I'm like, is it a one-time... Is it a movie? I'll watch a movie with you on occasion, but I'm not going to get tied into a show because right. I don't have time to come back to a TV show. Yeah, and then that, that makes sense. And so, like, you make time for what you enjoy. And I love the point you make earlier because you're right. Eat... People are surprised when they find out Mark Wahlberg has restaurants. He's an actor. He's a really smart guy. But Mark wakes up at like three in the morning. Mark has the same 24 hours that we do, though. (laughs) Just like you said. Exactly. Beyonce, Jay-Z, you know. They all work on the same They all have the same thing. But they prioritize things differently or find a way. And it seems like you're doing the same thing now because you've added another vertical for yourself yes you didn't get more hours and the before i talk about this right Mm -hmm. it 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 actually brought to light the point that 
I'm living out and I'm carrying these different creations into, I'm giving birth to these different ideas really out of things that I want to see in the world, but also things that are working for me. So you're, you're about to bring up a point on my next vertical. Yeah. And it's, it's a, a program, a product that I created called brand you Academy. And, um, brand new Academy was born out of, uh, a number of people who reach out to me on a weekly basis saying, Hey, Steven, I'd love to be on your podcast or even people I'm meeting out at networking groups and saying, Hey, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And I find it really interesting. And I'll come back. I'll jump on my phone or on my laptop and I'll Google the person. Right then and, and there. More, right. You know, I, I, right then and there or after, right. you know, if I receive an email, I'm like, all right, who, who is this person? The, the initial story sounds interesting. Right. But then if they have a website, it leaves me indifferent. And more times than not, people had no website or they had no following. So they don't they have a digital no, footprint? They don't have a, a digital footprint. And yeah. if they did, it didn't allow them to stand out from the crowd. Oh. Right. Uh, and all too often, whether people are working professionals, leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, whatever it is, I was realizing that they were not doing themselves justice in taking care and taking control of what they could with their digital presence. And yet at the same point in time, I'm, as you touched on, I'm able to get so much out of this platform that I'm building. I was able to develop and, and, and create this brand that is trailblazers that in the space of we're approaching our third anniversary next week. And So in three years, I've developed this platform that has blossomed into something amazing. We have a really engaging community and we've had the blessing of having so many amazing guests on to this point in time. And I realized that, you know what, there, I do marketing by day. I do branding by day. And so this is my talent. This is my skill. This is what I know to do. And there are so many people that were on the other side of the fence coming to me that did not know. They just didn't know. Nine times out of 10, they they didn't know how to develop a brand. And if if we as media players, right, we're small scale media companies as podcasters, but if I was turning away somebody with my small scale brand. Right. With our itty bitty podcast, right? With our small podcast. How many mainstream media players were going to turn down the opportunity to showcase a lot of people with great stories. But if you didn't create a place for someone to go, or if you didn't create uh, the the presence that is credible, that is trustworthy, that leaves somebody saying, I absolutely need to connect with you. uh, And and there's a direct connection to a message. You'd have missed an opportunity. And so I developed a program, Amy, out of seeing that need, to, to help professionals, to help leaders and entrepreneurs, really focusing on personal branding more than the business brand, uh, business side of branding, but helping individuals to develop that, that, that digital footprint. What was interesting is I, I've seen the journey as it's been unfolding. What's yes. interesting was that you saw this need and you didn't jump straight into a course. No. Right? No, I, I spoke to it quite a bit. You spoke initially. to it. Quite a bit. <laughs> but talk about talk about the reception of talking about this topic. Because honestly, 
um, it's not really a topic people would think unless they are a business or something, right? But mm -hmm. you had a reception that kind of stood out for this topic. So Amy's, what Amy is referring to is two years ago, two, two and a half years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to speak at Podcast Movement uh, and <laughs> stepped into the opportunity with a marketing brain to, to write the right kind of messaging, the right kind of copy. I wrote a title uh, to that talk, uh, which was um, uh, Build market and grow your amazing personal brand while still working a full-time job. And that title alone brought a full house. <laughs> when he says right? full house, there were people on the floor, guys. There, before I started talking, and that was the third day of the show, Yeah, I had gone into very few rooms that had 60, 70% occupancy. Like, you know, and yet before I got to the stage, and this is my first time speaking on stage, the room was full to capacity. People were sitting on the floor. People were standing in the back of the room. Yep. And people connected to the message. And that day, I realized that there was something there uh, that people wanted. That, that there was a big need. There was a big void uh, in the space, as, especially in the, po in, in the podcasting space. But as a whole, yeah. there are a lot of people that connected to... Uh, and, and that was just a message around the brand elements. That wasn't even going. That wasn't even everything. Right. That wasn't even everything. everything. But it brought to light that there was, there's potentially an opportunity for me to do more. And the lesson, because there's a, 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 a nugget of wisdom here in this is that there are many times that many of you listening to this episode, there's an idea that you have that, is resting on you right now that you know you need to give life to. Uh, but for one reason or the other, you've made excuses. You've made excuses that one day you're going to, but you have not yet done so. Right. And what is interesting is that it took me two years to get to August of 2018 to force myself through because Amy shared with you, I have a full-time job. I have kids, I have a podcast that gets mm -hmm. recorded at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. So when was I with this brilliant idea for an online course going to create the course? Where was that time going to come from? It's not that I, I lacked the desire. No. I just didn't know where that time was going to come from. And that time came from me just getting to a point of being fed up with not having a course and literally for three weeks sitting down on this very laptop I'm talking to you from right now and working until I fell asleep and waking back up at two and three in the morning on this desk <laughs> or in a couch or wherever and doing what Amy is worried that I don't do, which is take care of my body. But for a period of time, I just made a sacrifice to say, you know what? I'm all in. And I'm going to see this thing yep. through to, to fruition. And I created a course and I was able to launch in beta. And guess what, Amy? What's that? A great portion of the, the beta round, the very first module uh -huh. in that beta round was almost all from that talk I delivered two years prior. Two years prior. I love that. I love it. So he, here's, here's the thing that's interesting about what you just said, right? Because I'm a big believer in God's timing and how... Yes. 
things unfold and how they unfolded for you was interesting because it was in phases almost, right? You had a thought you had, because you talked about this idea before you gave that first talk. Yeah. Right. And then you've talked about it here and there, ideas and thoughts, and you had been mapping it out. You probably have like Evernote upon Evernote about this, right? <laughs> He Absolutely. Does. Right. There you go. He does. It quite literally is notebooks in notebooks. <laughs> right. About that. And you gave another talk. I gave another talk. On this. In fact, it was actually a year and a half uh, because you gave it 2017, yeah. 2018. 2017, 2018. Right. That's right. Your, your, well, 2018, you gave your second talk on branding. Yeah. And afterwards, I think it reinforced, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You've reinforced your, the thing you knew, that this was a necessary thing for the people awesome. out there, that they needed it, right? Just from the feedback, because again, it was a standing room only the second time around, guys. His second <laughs> one was also standing room only. And I think it only reinforced, because it was about probably September, September, October, when you kind of went on the August, September, October, that you yep. kind of doubled down on everything. And we were I worried. We have a group and we check on each other and everything. And anybody heard from Steven? Is he okay today? I left podcast movement in July of this past year. And two things were clear. Mm -hmm. One was that I had to get my physical health in check. I was at my heaviest point in years, probably ever. And I needed to launch a course um, and do it. And, start, and, and a mantra that I had coming into 2018 mm -hmm. was execution over excuses. It was time to begin to execute mm -hmm. and start making the excuses. And I very aggressively worked at my physical health and dropped like 15 pounds in a space of eight weeks and got into the best shape I'd been in in 10 years. And I made a, I set a date for launching beta of the course. And not only did I set a date, I told a podcast community about it two months before. And you in did. August, I said, I'm going to launch a course in October on this date. If you're interested, sign up for our interest lists or waiting list. Right. And so I had several people sign up and that became accountability to do whatever it took to launch this beta round of the course. And that we did. It's, it's a mixed feeling because one, so proud of you for doubling down and just knocking it out, right? Um, and all we kept telling him was like, get some rest, get some rest, just get some rest. You'll do better when you're rested and, and knock it out the next day. And you, you were like, I just, I need to get this done. I need to get yeah. this done. And you did crash afterwards, right? Oh, this whole Christmas break was, yeah. was pretty much done for two weeks. Yeah. So, I, I slept more than I slept like the whole year. <laughs> so that's why I'm like mixed about it. Cause yeah, you doubled down, you got it done, but you also allowed yourself time to recuperate. Absolutely. I think we sometimes have to do these sprints to, yeah. to knock it out, but we're afraid to put out that much of ourselves. But let me ask you this, when you were doing it, when you were working on this, did it feel like work? No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, even now I'm still working on it. So I launched beta in October. And I probably launched, and this is another nugget of wisdom for your listeners. I launched the course at 50%, 55% of where the course should be in my head. I got to points in time because it was the, the course is dripped. It's a six-week program. Mm -hmm. 
And the thing I realize is that sometimes we hold on to it needing to be perfect, it yes. needing to be where we need it to be before we give it to the world. But what ended up happening, Amy, is that I gave to the world and I realized that my level of understanding of branding and marketing is at a nine or a 10 or eight, depending on what we're talking about, right? right. It's pretty high. The average person coming in to the course is maybe at a zero, one, a two, right? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, I don't need to take them from a one to a 10. That's fire hose, right? That's I, too I much. would. In fact, you probably turn people away. All someone really wants is for you to get them from a one or two to a four or five. Yeah. And to see that progression, right? Because truly, we're talking about branding, whether we're talking about developing brand elements or developing a website or developing your engagement and growth, you know, strategies, that's going to take time. Yeah. The course is six weeks, but the work beyond the course is going to take you some time. So I just need to help you to get a couple of paces sure. along and, and begin to move, right? But to do that, I never needed to have a course that was at 100 in place, you know, like with what I was thinking sure. I wanted to deliver. And so it took me launching the course in its imperfect state to allow that beta round to provide me feedback because we had, I believe, 20 people that ended up signing up for the beta round, which was amazing. I only really wanted 10 or 12 people. Right. And so we had, you know, a, a good number of people that came in and were able to do the work. And so I was worried. I was worried that you know, I, I'm bringing people in. It's not all the way done. Right. It's not perfect. But people got through the course. There are people who I don't know at all. Didn't know. There are several people I did know as part of my community. There are several people I never heard of before. And they came in and they gave me feedback and they appreciated their mm -hmm. content. They found value in it. Uh, and so... I encourage those listening, if you have an idea that you want to give birth to, don't wait till it's perfect. Launch your idea, give it to the world, allow yourself to get that feedback and begin to work through the iterations to get it to where you envision it being in the long term. But also too, by getting that feedback, there are a lot of things that I realized I, I never needed to get it to right. a 10 or it needed to, to take you know some redirection anyhow. And now I can kind of work to, towards that end. As someone who's done two different things outside of your wheelhouse, right? I mean, marketing, nothing to do with podcasts. Uh, teaching, nothing to do with marketing or podcast. But Nonetheless, those are the two that we're mentioning. That, that, right. <laughs> Let's not. This is nothing. Don't new. go down the slippery slope. <laughs> don't go down the slippery slope. Keep it here. Uh, but what what I mean is, right? You have these ideas, and you've executed them. But when yep. you executed them to figure out how to get it done, did you know what you were doing in either case? How to to make that work? Or absolutely not. How'd you get there? The grace of God. Oh my gosh. I, I think back to podcasting. I think it was one of the, it's probably still the, at least with brand you, it's in my wheelhouse right. and it, it, it's something along, you know. it's along the line of something I know with podcasting I have and still have, uh, I'm still at a level two or three when it comes to dealing with audio. You will share stuff sometimes or another podcaster will talk to me about compression or leveling or 
and it goes right over my head. I'm still lost when it comes to managing and dealing with the editing audio. And so that's the first thing that I outsourced once I got to the point where I could afford it. Mm-hmm. And so I, there are many things that you will create or develop that it won't be to your strength, but it doesn't mean that you can't get past it and find the help, find a solution to get around your weakness. You're not going to be strong at all things. Doesn't mean that you don't move forward right. to, to push through to, to, you know, to creating that idea or you find the help. There are enough people out there right now with platforms like Upwork yeah. or Fiverr or whatever it is to, to get off your plate what you're not strong at. Because what I also realize is you'll end up spending way more time. I would spend six, seven hours on a Sunday yeah. trying to edit an episode, an hour long episode. It was painful. And I'll hand it off to a podcast editor that will cut through that thing in an hour and a half. Oh, you know. <laughs> the other thing about that, right, is that's someone else's passion. That's someone else's passion. That so I hand it off. Else- the, the, the time exchange, mm-hmm. right? What was I costing my? I was, I was costing myself so much more than what I'm. I'm paying somebody else to, yeah. to take take that off my plate. Absolutely. And the the other things, there are services to help you, right? Instead of starting from scratch and you putting together a course with a website that would drip things for you, you found a service. Listen, the knowledge I'm giving up, and I, I realize this because I offer this as a, everything that's in brand new. Brand new is offered as a six-week course. But the information and knowledge alone that I'm providing inside of brand new comes from over 15 years of me being a marketer. Mm-hmm. A lot of this comes from the last five years, me understanding what really works when it comes to web development, when it comes to engagement, when it comes to growth. There's lessons in here that I can articulate to someone. I did this a, a week, you know, last week. Uh, I sat down with somebody for an hour and I poured into them and her, <laughs> her response immediately was like, you were able to articulate this so clearly. Mm-hmm. And I gave her a lesson that cost me more than $20,000, which yeah. came from a, mis- a $20,000 mistake, right? In the corporate world. But the wisdom, you're talking about years yeah. of a, more than a decade of wisdom and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, of experience and time on the clock that I'm distilling into a six-week course yeah, to what you really need to know and, and cutting away a lot of, of the mess. Now, if you try to do this on your own, you would spend years, not six weeks, you'd spend years just learning right. and a lot of money to get to that point if you had to do it your, yourself. So in that same vein, it's best if you can afford it because not everyone can, but right. if you can afford it, it helps to get knowledge from people who have been there, whether it's a coach or a course now, it doesn't, tell, right. doesn't mean that you and I have spoken about this several times over. You need to be very deliberate about the courses and, and yes. the books and the content that you're yeah. consuming, making sure that it's in alignment with what your goals and your focus is, right? So that you're able to move the needle and you're not just consuming, consuming and not putting anything into application. Uh, but there is value in, in, in being able to talk to someone. I was able in both times getting up on stage, I was able to talk with Amy and say, Amy, you know, this is my idea. And Amy was able to come back to me and say, Hey, you know, you need to cut away like 
90% of this. <laughs> you have the knowledge. Let's, let's work yeah. through this. And Amy was able to help me tremendously in both uh, times that I was getting on stage to, to be able to flesh through uh, a presentation and polish it and polish my delivery. Uh, yes, I knew the content. Yes, I knew exactly what I wanted to pour out. But you saved me tons of time and, and, and helped me to, to be able to, to, to get there. So, you know, get yourself a coach, get yourself, uh, you know, consult with somebody about how you can move the chain faster than trying to do it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, and to that vein, we've recently been talking about how, you know, I am guilty of taking course upon course upon course. And I know a lot of people are. We all are. And one thing that I said this year is I'm not taking another course. It, it'd have to be a heck of a course for me to take it because I, and my sister said this to me, she's like, Amy, you know what they're teaching. Yes. You know you what know, they're teaching. You know what you need to know. Right. Of what they're teaching. Right. And she's like, you don't need another course. You don't need another course. That you know is, what you need to know. To right. get your goals achieved this year. It's pulling that trigger and realizing, hey, you got to be careful about course dependence or dependence that's just avoiding action. Execution action. of excuses. <laughs> and the, the other thing is, right, when you do get feedback, when you do get this input, when you go to someone and you get information, you got to be, you still have to be true to yourself. We talked about that recently and how, you know, even with the coaches and advice and feedback we get from others who are in those fields, you know, you still know what your gut knows. You still know some of the things that you think are right. And that may differ or butt against what a coach may say. What do you do in that scenario? I, I, I think authenticity is so important, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you have to know that there's, there's taking wisdom from somebody to for, for what you don't know right uh we've done courses where as we just talked about mm -hmm. being able to to distill what somebody else has experienced and knows yeah being able to take from them what you need but to your point is a very important point you still have to remain true to you yeah. so whatever you are creating you need to be able to take the knowledge that's going to help you to develop your, your offering, to develop your product, to develop your service, but you still need to remain true to you. And, and this is a, a challenge for, for us, right? Still is. We, we, we see other people doing X, Y, Z, and we think we have to follow that mold or we have to meet that it bar. It worked for them. Yes. It worked for them. And so it must work for us. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, is that, I've built trailblazers and there are people that truly they could listen to a, a, a myriad of other options for podcasts, Sure, but they listen to me every Monday morning. They listen to you every week, right? So there, there are people that know, like, and trust you and they want you. They don't want this other person. Right. They don't want a duplication of the other product or service. They want you. They're buying you. They're trusting you. They, they like you. Mm -hmm. So you need to be authentic. You need to find that, that, that balance between bringing in that other 
other person. And sometimes, you know what? I, I realized even in, in Brand U, there's a lot that I've learned from other programs, from other coaches and, mm-hmm. and conferences that I've attended. I'm providing you, uh, you know, access to my knowledge. And sometimes part of the authenticity is not necessarily hiding that. I, I'm a big believer in Don Miller and Story Brand. And in, in Brand U, instead of me providing you my version of what I've learned sure. about clarifying your message, I'm recreating parts of this and I'm going to articulate to you that, you know what, this is based on things that I've learned from Don Miller, right? Sure. In my version and how it applies to you. And I might be able to help you streamline and, and create a template that works for you based on lessons learned from like sure. Adon, right? right. Uh, but there are different people that you will never know, right? The average listener or the average student doesn't know these people, but me being authentic is partly me sharing with the world. Hey, this is this crazy Jamaican guy who loves his kids, loves his family, loves marketing, loves branding. I'm all about, you know, these different things. And I can really help you streamline this because it's part of what my, my impact to the world is all about. Uh, but this looks like, you know, these other people, right? Like this is me putting together all these other people that you should go out and find out more about too, right? And and learn about, but you have to be true to you. You can't try and cover up uh, and duplicate other people's products and podcasts and services. Uh, you have to be authentic in, in it. And, and it's difficult in... The world that we're in with social media, the way it is, yeah. we all want to, 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 to fit that box and be like the Joneses. And that's just not the way that you grow a platform and grow a brand. No, not at all. And, and it's not where you grow your own happiness. I mean, I think oftentimes we think we're going to be happy if we duplicate what someone else is doing because it's made them happy. Are you happy because of what they did or because they're happy? Like, I think sometimes we confuse ourselves with, I'm happy, I'm envious of the fact that they're happy with, I'm envious of why they're happy, you know? And I think this is the reason that the number one thing that I have people doing, do coming into the course mm-hmm. is getting clarity yeah. on their vision. And, and that comes from a place of understanding at the end of the day. So starting with the end in mind, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we talked about the rocking chair when these kids are going to have to take care of me you know, 40 years out from now, (laughs) when I'm sitting in that rocking chair, what would I have wanted to accomplish with my life? So I'm looking out and I'm able to say, well, by the time I am out here, I would have wanted X, Y, Z. Now I step back and I look at 10 years out from now, we're going to be at 2029. I will be approaching 52 years old. What needs to happen in the time from me turning 42 to me turning 52, Mm -hmm. the critical 10-year window. And I have a clear vision as to what needs to happen. And I call it my 10-year BHAGs, my big, hairy, audacious goals. And so now I know, okay, Stephen, this is a 10-year window. My one-year goals now are no longer fluffy New Year resolutions. Right. They're looking at this 10-year BHAG saying, all right, we have this much to do to get out here to these big lofty goals that you have set. Right. And so my tasks, my day to day is working towards that 10 year vision. Right. And 
it helps to, to remove the noise and the distractions that come, right? I'm determined. I am disciplined. Um, and I'm faithful, right? And it helps to remove the fear because noise and fear is real. Whenever you're any creator, Absolutely. any entrepreneur out there, mm-hmm. we go through those seasons too. It's not just the season of lazy or the season of, of you know, and crash it doesn't and just go away. Yeah. You have those seasons where you have this mental block on, mm-hmm. well, does the world even want what I'm providing? You have to be clear. You have to start from a place of, of, of clarity on your mission, your vision, and your, you know, your why. Understand why and mm-hmm. lead with that why. So I encourage those listening that are puzzled by, you know, what, what that, you know, why? questions right. of why. Right. Um, to sit down and, and give thought to what does that vision look like? Where, where do you see yourself 30 years old from now and begin to reverse engineer a path to what this next year, this next 10 years brings? And, um, and, I, I, and believe me, everything I've shared, all these successes mm-hmm. and why I'm chasing my dream and I've accomplished so much success in the last three years is because I did this exercise back in 2016 I have a 26, 2026 BHAG that I'm working toward. And believe me, you know, there, there are seasons of me crashing and burning, but there are seasons of me accomplishing more than I've ever accomplished in the last two years because of that. And it's probably in his Evernote. It is in my Evernote. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steven, it has been awesome to catch up with you and see how far you've come in the past two and a quarter years. But what would you say we can expect from you in the next few years in my my big mission right now mm-hmm. is over the next 5 years i hope to help 10,000 people to develop their amazing brand and an impressive digital footprint and so that's my big mission right now and i'm excited about it see where that that, that takes us yeah guys and you can find all the notes to help you with that and links in the show notes page. I'll give you the link later. Um, but see, before I let you go, what is one action? Just like before, what is one action you would recommend people take today to chase their dreams? I'll come back to it. I just said it a minute ago. It's probably the most important thing you can do is to take time, grab a pen and a pad or open your Evernote doc and write out what you hope to accomplish oh, 30 years from, out from now. And reverse engineer your way mm-hmm. to your 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 ten year goals and your one year goals, and begin to work through that. That's awesome, guys. Take that to heart, okay? Take it to heart, um, and use your Evernote. I use Evernote. I'm, I just keep making fun of them. <laughs> Still waiting on that sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, thank you again for coming onto the show and just revisiting with us. It's been a blast. Amy, thank you so much for being the friend that you are, an amazing person you are. Uh, Much love. (laughs) Guys, that was my friend Stephen Hart. An amazing dream chaser, respectable role model, someone you guys should be looking up to. I hope that you were just as inspired by his story as I was. So much fun talking to him. And as always, guys, you can learn more about Stephen, what he is doing over on the show notes page at amyj21.com slash episode 178. That's episode 178. Till next time, Dream Chasers, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter, at Amy J 21 
That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.